helping men to live their Catholic faith boldly. This is Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Powerful and inspiring conversations with Catholic speakers and leaders about your family, your parish, your nation, your world, and what you, as a man of Christ, can do about it. All right, well, here we are, everybody. Just like the man says, this is Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. My name's Brian Farley, your humble host, and uh, we have, uh, as always, an excellent show for you today. Today, our guest is Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International, and he's a great friend of Men of Christ. Uh, we've been fans of his uh, writing through his blog on Human Life International for some time, and then earlier this year, we had the privilege of being able to bring him in to uh, lead one of our Men of Christ retreats that we do throughout the year, and it was fantastic. It was phenomenal, inspiring, brilliant, and extremely kind and fun to be with, so it was a, a real treat for all of us, and so uh, today, I'm going to share that treat with all of you, because uh, Father Shannon Bouquet is joining us uh, today. First, however, I like to always start off these uh, shows with a prayer, a consecration to Mary, so if uh, you'll join me in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, my Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to Thee, and to show my devotion to Thee, I consecrate to Thee this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, good mother, as I am thine own, keep me and guard me as thy property and possession. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Well, Father uh, Bouquet, we're going to we're going to jump right to you. And uh, again, thank you for making time. You are an extremely busy man all over the world um, with Human Life International. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Human Life International and what its mission is and what you, what you do? Well, first of all, Brian, thank you very much. It's great to be with you and our audience this morning, and it's always a joy to, to have opportunity to talk not only about the mission of Human Life International, but to really support the great work of so many wonderful apostles like Men of Christ who are trying so earnestly to, to build the culture of life. And, you know, Human Life International has been at this great work since 1972, and when uh, Father Paul Marx, who was a Benedictine priest, founded uh, Human Life Center, and really to deal with the issue issues affecting life and family and as our audience will recall back on July 25th in 1968 we we saw the promulgation of um, a beautiful document by now blessed Paul VI and it was on human life called Humanae Vitae and sadly uh, so much dissent uh, was emerging in that very time frame not only within the church but in a in a very in a world that was becoming so much more secular in its view of morality of life of family of sexuality and Father Marx recognized that if um, we don't intervene in this conversation to uphold and uh, to teach what church, the Church has consistently taught in every age, then we would we would see the promises or the prophetic words of Paul VI become reality. And, and as our audience knows, those words of Paul VI talking about the the uh, the, the use of the breakdown of the marriage and the family, the the use of contraception by governments for population control, we would see women become more, uh, you know, objectified by the culture, and, you know, we, we, these have all become reality in our current day, and so this is what Father Marx recognized back in 1972 and just entered into the conversation, and then in 1981, uh, with the promptings of friends and others uh, working in this great cause, 
said, Father, you must take this on a global scale. And so in 1981, it became Human Life International. And ever since, we've been working on the international front, and we've been in 157 countries uh, working with our bishops, our priests, our seminarians, lay leaders like men of Christ, uh, all trying to you know work together in a harmonious act of education, formation, uh, teaching what the Church teaches and helping people understand that teaching so that they can implement it in daily life. So it really is a, a wonderful, wonderful cause, and, and as you said, it, it keeps me quite busy as the president of Human Life International, and, and uh, knowing that I, I never realized that I would be doing this great work uh, on this great scale, I always have been involved in life and family. I, uh, on June 12th, I celebrated my 24th anniversary of priesthood, and, and oh, it's hard to believe how fast time has gone, um, but uh, I knew Father Marks through his writings, through his radio interviews, uh, through some of his books, and uh, even being on EWTN, and never in my wildest imagination would I think uh, that I would be stepping into um, his shoes, if you will, to, to carry out the work that he began. So it, it really is an honor, and I'm very privileged and, and, and very humbled uh, to be able to serve. And, and I thank you, Brian, and, and Men of Christ for giving me this opportunity today you know, to be on Catholic Radio and to talk about this great cause. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, the more of you we can get out there, the better. And uh, I'll say it now, folks, um, if you, you can access a lot of this excellent uh, education and advocacy H, uh, HLI does, Human Life International, at their website. It's hli.org, Human Life International, hli.org. And they have um, daily or near daily uh, email uh, news uh, blogs from uh, Father Bouquet and others uh, that will come right to your email box. So you can sign up for that. It's one of those easy pop-ups. You just click on it, enter your email address, and you get it. But it's great because it's just insight into issues and events that you wouldn't get at many other places and really clear, sharp thinking. I know Father Bouquet is just an excellent educator, a very clear, very concise, very effective. So uh, uh, please avail yourselves of that. Uh, speaking of your, your blog, Father, uh, one of the um, articles uh, or posts that you had that really caught my eye recently and what I want to talk about today, um, on May 13th, the 100th anniversary of the appearance of Our Lady of Fatima, you had an excellent piece um, called Why Fatima Matters in the Battle for Life and Family. And uh, in that, you wrote something that I, I'm... I'm slow and somewhat ignorant, so I'd only seen bits and pieces of before, but um, you reference a letter that Sister Lucia, who was one of the three children who uh, experienced Our Lady at Fatima, uh, she wrote a letter to Cardinal Kafara. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That's correct. Um, That's correct. And in it, she said, the final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and the family. This is the decisive issue. And that... I, first time I heard that, it really kind of blew me away because I, I, I don't know, I guess new to the game, I'm thinking, well, the whole marriage family debate is just one among many issues uh, in our culture, blah, blah, blah. And then to hear our our lady through Sister Lucia saying this, like, that elevates the whole thing rather significantly and certainly puts, you know, your ministry and many others in, in a new light. Like, oh, oh, this is the battle. So, I wanted to ask you about this, uh, just for those who may never have heard about this before, or even if they have, um, the final battle. What, what is this final battle Our Lady is referring to here? 
Sure, and uh, and I think you know the the one thing we want our audience not to get caught up in is th- that word final because immediately people love to jump. You know, as are we talking about the end of the world? Are we talking about uh, the world in tomorrow? Uh, you know, let's not get caught up in that for the moment. Let's focus in really on what Sister Lucia was referencing, and that is, you know, that we know that that uh, Satan, the evil one, has you know battled against the will of the Heavenly Father. You know, from the from the fall of of the, of the angels, and so we know that th- this this th- this desire to to rebel, this rejection of God and his and his holy will, you know, uh, is insatiable and in, in, in the evil one. You know, so everything he desires is, is to oppose the will of God. Whatever God has created. Satan desires the opposite and, and wants to see its demise and destruction. And, and so, you know, we see the family instituted by God, you know, the one man, one woman in an indissoluble uh, uh, union that, that's open to human life. And this single cell, as the Catechism of the Church reminds us, is the very foundation upon which society is built. You know, John Paul uh, the Great, you know, talked about this so often. And so when, if we can undermine society's understanding of the family, if we can minimize people's understanding and appreciation of the dignity of man and woman bound together and until death do them part, open to the gift of human life, if we can change how people understand marriage and understand the dignity of the sacrament, then we can affect society. And as I often say, you know, in my, my presentations, three words, how we can affect, effect, and infect. And so, you know, the effect, of course, we know what that means, And but there's an infection that occurs, and, and we're seeing it played out in the culture. So as uh, the evil one uses the ploys of his own uh, arsenal to, to, to cause this division, this misconfusion, this ambiguity, and he plays on our broken human nature, and he plays on our weaknesses, and he plays on, on, our, on our pride and our academic uh, prowess, if you will, of thinking we know better than God, that we can create in our own image, our own understanding of marriage, like we're seeing play out today, very tragically, in the issues of of human sexuality, particularly in the issue of homosexuality. And so this is an issue. So this battle has been has been raging, you know, uh, since the the creation of, of man and woman, and in the attack on God's divine plan that we saw in the garden, you know, continues to play out today, and it's, it's aggression now. Sadly, as Sister Lucia also pointed out, that we would see you know, the, 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 the controversy even escalate within the church, where we would see members within the church oppose church teaching, even propose uh, new quote-unquote church teaching, you know, to try to, to, to compromise and, and, and to, to the world, and to the secular definition. So it really is a battle, and as John Paul said, and I think again our audience can appreciate, first and foremost, it's a spiritual battle. And this is why, you know, much of our work at Human Life International and so many of the great pro-life apostolates and like men of Christ, we, we call our people to, to holiness. The, the response to this is personal holiness. 
And so this is why, you know, we must recognize that if we ourselves are being enlightened by Christ, truly governed and animated by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we're praying for holy wisdom, then we are capable of seeing through this great mess and, and through this great demise and deception of the devil so that we can then respond to it. And and this is where we, we turn to Holy Mother, the Church, you know, where she, you know, her great teaching and her unchangeable teaching on the dignity of marriage and the sacredness of marriage and the, and the beauty of its teaching on human life, that we must continue to uphold and continue to proclaim and we turn to for assurance we turn to for for guidance and and we expect expect from our our, our shepherds within the church for them to help us you know to appreciate and to uphold this great uh, great uh, treasury of teaching so it, it really is a, a battle and I, and I, I hope our audience, you know, when as they're listening, will will realize that you know that that we all are part of this great battle too, and that none of us uh, can sit on the sidelines. We are all part of this. And so, as men of Christ, for example, how you know do do I as a husband recognize my my duty, my obligation, you know, to to lead my family, to love my family, to to uh, to firm up my family in Christ, and in, in order to to help my family to to know right from wrong, to seek what is good and holy and true and just and beautiful, and and to and to seek salvation. How do I as a man, as a priest, how do I again? support families how do i help families through teaching through through prayer through example by a, a accompaniment with them through life so it, it it's not you know someone else's responsibility as as it is each of our obligation in Christ to enter into the battle. So, uh, Sister was uh, no doubt uh, uh, right on right on the target, you know, about speak of speaking of this reality. Okay, now you've you've said quite a quite a bit there. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down a little bit because this is this is fantastic and it's it's so rich, it's so important. Um, now, earlier on, you mentioned. Um, the family as the, the, the first cell of society or the pillar of creation, which is, is the church's language in describing the family. And it's beautiful and it's inspiring and it's powerful and it's what we as Catholics believe. But what I so often encounter, and I'm sure most others do, is other people are kind of like, what are you talking about? I mean, it's just it's just a house and, you know, we get together. And so if it's, you know, mom and dad or mom and his third wife or two dads or two moms or People who just co cohabitating as long as you you know you get your kids to school and feed them, it's a family. I mean, the opinion of the family has become so just low and, and meaningless, or it can mean anything. I I don't know. How do we? How do you deal with that? How do you how do you lovingly tell people otherwise? Right. And I, 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 the the first part really, as as you as you're speaking about, uh, Brian, is really it's it shows the very poor formation. Poor catechesis, you know. Even you know, as let's just say the United States, you know, which you know as a whole claims Christianity as as the primary religion of the country. So the majority of our population claim Christianity. Now, just on that basis, as a Christian people, 
we, whether we be as uh, within our Protestant brothers and sisters and evangelicals who turn to sacred scripture, you know, for the uh, for their guidance and for their for their direction of life, and we as Catholics who both look at sacred scripture and tradition and the great magisterial teachings and the great treasury, you know, as as, as a cohesive unit working together to guide us, that you know, all of it at its core is the will of God. God made man. God made woman, and in this great gift of, of life, in this great complementarity between man and woman, he binds them together in an indissoluble union. You know, and, and so I think what's, what's, the first thing we have to do is we have to re-educate, reintroduce to the culture, you know, and particularly let's take the culture out of the, out of the picture for a moment. First, we have to re-educate our own Christian households, our own Christian communities, our own faithful, who, because of so much poor catechesis and because of the intrusion of secularism and secular values, and and let's be honest, you know, the majority of our people are being educated by a TV by what they see on 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 the internet and what they with their experience in the movies and upon uh, all this influence from the externals and so these are what's educating so so we as a church need to to turn back the page and and we need to step back and realize that much of where, why we are here in this current uh, 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 moment is because of the breakdown of proper catechesis proper formation, you know, proper, and you, and you know this, Brian, working with uh, so many men, you know, that come from different backgrounds. Some are very fortunate and come from good, healthy homes where the father and mother were bound together, you know, and they have the, you know, their same biological parents or the same parents, you know, that they have today. They haven't suffered through divorce or separation or a single parent home. But then the, the great other spectrum is that so many of our brothers, are coming from these kind of environments that come from divorce situations, come from cohabitating situations of their own parents or own family members, and and so they they, have, they come in these and they've normalized these situations. So when someone like yourself or me, you know, or or the parish priest or the bishop writes a pastoral, you know, the first response is, well, well who are you to say that? What, what what are you talking about? You know, uh, I, I my my mom and you know has been uh, with, uh, my father abandoned. Us and you can, whatever the example may be, you know, we have to pull people back. What is Matthew 19 6 speak of? What does the Lord say? You know, when they put to him the great t- the question, trying to deceive, you know, you know, about divorce. And our Lord answers that question. And he says, This is how it w- it was not this way in the beginning. Yeah. So in the beginning, what God created was this union that was n- not to be broken except through the, through death and this this union was to be a fruitful union go forth and multiply be open to life and then we hear in, in in Deuteronomy again how the Lord says that to parents particularly that you are to pass on what you yourself have received to your children and your children's children and so forth and so on so today we are here at this precipice because of a failure of passing on the legitimate teaching of the Lord. And, and so this is, again, goes back to Sister Lucia. That is the battle. That is the battleground. So 
part of what we do at Human Life International is we start with, with formation. We start back with what the scripture teach us? What does the magisterium teach us? What has what have we received for generations from those who preceded us on this? What do the saints tell us? So these are the things we, we bring back into the conversation in order to challenge, you know, the current mindset and current, you know, re- realities that we're, we're seeing. And, and for our audience to know that this is not over, what we're seeing today with the breakdown within the sacredness of marriage and what we're seeing with the issues of, of, of cohabitation that is growing across our own nation, what we see with single-parent homes, or we see with uh, same-sex uh, uh, union issues, uh, these are. This is just the the. the, the kind of the beginning, we're going to see uh, the issues of polygamy pushed. We're going to see the issue of, uh, of the age of consent being challenged. We're going to see a, a litany of issues because there's no stopping when there's no sound teaching, when there's no solid objective understanding of marriage instituted by God himself and what the natural law teaches. So it, it's important for our audience to, 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 to not get caught up in the language of the culture and not become complacent or indifferent toward what is true, no matter what they see. And no matter, you know, in my own family, and I think our audience can appreciate that, you know, we all have members of our family that we love dearly, but we know right the situations. Absolutely. And that's part of what makes the, uh, the issue so difficult, I think. It inputs people on edge or, or it makes them hesitant to say things because in our uh, kind of neurotically judge, don't judge society, it's, it's, these are extremely hot button issues, extremely personal issues. And yeah, we all know people in, in various situations or have been in various situations and uh, coming around to, again, it, to me, it's, it's such a leap to go from Homer Simpson, everybody picks on the Simpsons, but, you know, that's a good example. Or, or that I always think of that show, um, Married with Children. It was, right. it was while funny, a whole, just cynical, depressing, miserable view of, of marriage and family. To go from that to this elevated sense of what family really, truly is, what it was created to be, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a major, major leap. Uh, but that's, that's our job, as you say, with trying to educate people. So, Father, uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Men of Christ Radio, and then we'll come back. I've got more questions for you and more to talk about this and this fascinating issue. So, folks, uh, stick around. I also want to mention Men's Radio brought to you by Catholic Financial Life. Thank you very much. Director of the Apostleship of Prayer, and I ask you to support Catholic Radio in your area because Catholic Radio is the way that we can get the word out today. It's Catholic Evangelization at its best, and I've heard conversion stories all over the place because of people who have tuned in as they're driving or in their homes, listening to Catholic Radio by accident, and the Lord touching their hearts through the message they heard. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at WSFIRadio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. 
Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. The Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Okay, we're back on Men of Christ Radio. My name is Brian Farley on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Uh, Men of Christ Radio, sponsored by Catholic Financial Life. Our uh, tremendous thanks to them for all their help in making this possible. Today, we're talking to a good friend of Men of Christ, Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International. And they have been fighting the battle for life and family and marriage uh, since 1972, as Father was telling us earlier, and it really ramped it up, uh, Father is president of Human Life International, travels internationally, oddly enough. Uh, and what I'm specifically uh, talking to him about today is a blog post he, he had, an article he wrote called Why Fatima Matters in the Battle for Life and Family, uh, which he posted on May 13th, the 100th anniversary of the appearance of Our Lady at Fatima. And uh, some fascinating stuff in here. And again, in in a letter to Cardinal Kafara, Sister Lucia, who was one of the children uh, who witnessed Our Lady at Fatima um, as a much older woman, she wrote to Cardinal Kafara, the final battle between the Lord and the reign of Satan will be about marriage and the family. Don't be afraid, however, she said, uh, because anyone who works for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be fought and opposed in every way because this is the decisive issue. However, Our Lady has already crushed its head, meaning Satan's head, which um, in the end is, is the, the, the happy ending to all of this, and that's why we can sort of venture into these dark and somewhat depressing areas, because we know in the end uh, it, it does end well. It may not, you know, in our lifetime, but it will end well. So um, that's important to keep in mind. And as you said, Father, the, the term final battle, you know, promotes images of Armageddon and everything else, but uh, it's, 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 it's different than that. Um, but uh, we were talking about the, the, the disparity between the church's view of family, which is God's view of family, as it was in the beginning, man and woman together uh, with children in indissoluble union. Um, and now the culture's view of family is just kind of, oh, whatever, you know, people who hang out together and are nice. Um, and there's, you know, quite a difference there. Um, uh, and you talk about how poor catechesis is, is a lot to do with why even many would-be Christians and Catholics don't think any differently. Um, one piece that really, in my uh, late evolution here, um, floored me was the whole idea that uh, Christ, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, becoming incarnate in and through a family. You know, he didn't have to do it that way. He could have just appeared or descended like the sun or what have you. But he came in through a family, through a woman, as a baby, grew up. And and 
is is there significance to that, or isn't that a lesson for us? Yes, absolutely, and you know, and 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 think what you're what you're expressing, Brian. You know, is very important for all of us. I mean, because the vision of God, the, the the desire of God, the will of God. You know, and and as we we pray in sacred scripture, in the fullness of time, you know that that this great plan of of, of the heavenly Father is brought to fulfillment. The plan that He began at 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 the feet of the fall, you know, is is that very moment. You know, is His plan. As I, I love the words of Isaiah, that His God's word will not return to Him empty, and that His will is going to be fulfilled. And uh, and so. That God enters. I love the words of Saint Paul when he says, "God, who was rich, became poor, and and we who are poor, you know, you know, are made rich. Why? Because of the incarnation." And and he enters in in the most humble and dependent way to again to to raise and and expose the beauty of the family, the vocation of the family, and and I think that's the language that's been lost, you know. And you know, as you said earlier, when people look at Okay, okay, family is about my my house, my car, my boat, my recreation. We go to work, we pay bills, we eat. They get caught up in all of the the day-to-day realities that are part of, of our lives. But my life, your life, is a vocation. A vocation, and first and foremost, that vocation is to holiness, to eternal life, to keep in mind that we are made for God, we are made for eternal salvation. We're made to be in the bosom and presence of the heavenly God for all eternity, that everything in my life is directed toward that end. And so that changes the entire vision of my humanity, it, it, it affects and, uh, and effects everything about me. And so if I, as a priest, have that vision, that vision is also equal to you as a married man with a family, and to realize that your vocation, my vocation, is to have that same end. And, and we're, we're on a, our, our response to that vocation is just slightly different. But the end is the same, to, to be with God. And, and I think that's the big challenge of, of breaking through a culture that has become so secular in its vision. Its vision is purely in the moment. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the, the emotion. It's in the feeling. It's in the, the, the joys. It's on all this in power and lust. All of it's wrapped up in the moment. And, and this is, again, to go back to the great temptation of our Lord, you know, in, in, in his great fast, you know, change these stones into bread. And the Lord responds, man does not live by bread alone. You know, and I, and I think this is the challenge we have to, to, to engage in, in this culture. And, and I wish it was, it were as simple as just educating, but it's more than that. It's a conversion of the human heart. It's a conversion of the will. It's a transformation of the person that has to occur. And, and this has, it's not just a, a one-time event. It's an, it's an ongoing transformation. So when a husband looks at, at, at his wife through those spectacles of his vocation and, and this complementarity of love between him and his wife and his wife and him and, and, and this 
beautiful gift of children. So, no, the incarnation changed, in a sense, that understanding and, and showed what God had intended from the beginning and, and what God desires of us in our family life and the structures of our family. And, and if you read, you know, Catherine Emmerich and you read these great uh, visions and mystical experiences and opportunities given by, the, the God, by God, you know, to many of the saints, the life of the Holy Family, you know, was not this, this easy little journey that people would love to create. And, you know, realizing that Joseph and Mary, uh, you know, struggled and, and suffered, you know, to provide and to, and to have a home and to, and to create an environment, you know, that was, 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 was safe. I mean, the whole flight, you know, that we read about in the sacred scripture wasn't because they were looking to go on vacation somewhere, you know. And, and so it's a great image to every family that, yes, you are going to have difficulties. Yes, you're going to struggle. Yes, you're going to have moments when there's going to be misunderstandings. But, but you turn to the Holy Family as a model. And, and what was the center of the Holy Family? God. Jesus. God yeah. made man. God is the center of the family. And so this is what couples turn. They turn to Christ, you know, not to their, you know, to their resident psychologist, you know, but turn to Christ, you know, for, for what you need and what God is asking of you. That uh, is an excellent point. And something that occurred to me while you were talking was the, the you know, again, the popular culture image of family, when it is portrayed, I'm thinking, you know, Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, this kind of thing, right. <laughs> my generation. But uh, it was this sort of um, saccharine, uh, everything's fine. You know, there's there's sort of annoyances, but everything's easy and good, and that's the way it should be. And no, in reality, there is profound struggle, and every family I know has got you know, something going on, and I'm sure many things I don't know that's going on that they've got to deal with that's very, very hard, and then obviously there's death, and there's disease, and there's very, very deep struggles, and it's such a heartbreak then when those those things rip the family apart rather than bring it together, which is really what the family is for, is, you know, to bring people together and, and help us get through the, the, the hardship of human life and, and to do it together. That's right. And, uh, and you know, with, and with that, Brian, I think what's important is Benedict XVI, and as so many others, you know, why is the family so important for the conversion of culture? Well, where's the first school of learning? It's in the home. The primary educators of a child are the child's parents. Where does the child learn love, mercy, tenderness, compassion? Where does the child learn right from wrong, what is true, what is false? A ch child learns charity towards their neighbor from inside the home. Where's the first seminary? Inside the home. Where's the first government? Inside the home. Where's the first hospital? Inside the home. Everything that we have in this culture is in the domestic church. It's in the, that, the home husband and wife and children. It's in that environment. And this is why the evil one attacks it so violently. Because, again, if, if, we can, if the devil can succeed in causing confusion and ambiguity about the image and role and obligation duty of marital life, then it affect, he can affect everything in this culture. And so, and we see it. We see what's happening. And, and science supports this. I mean, when you, when you read the scientific journals that talk about where's the most stable environment for a child to be raised, it's with a child's biological parents. 
this you don't hear in the public media, you don't hear in the public forum, because they don't want people to know this. But this is exactly what works. And so today when we see so much affecting our culture, turn to the family. Look at where the family is. The family is struggling, you know, and so society struggles. The values that we see in the culture we are seeing inside of our families. So we, we should not be surprised at what we're experiencing in the culture because our families themselves are, 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 are just you know, at a point where you know, if we don't intervene in an aggressive way as a church to reclaim the beauty and teaching of God concerning the family, we're just going to continue to see the degradation of our, of our own culture, and the perversion, perversion of this culture is, is not going to stop. What stops it is the morality that is learned inside the home, the values that are learned inside the home, the tenderness, the compassion, all the acts of the spiritual works of mercy, all the corporal works of mercy are learned inside the first school with mom and dad. And you make the point quite well that, yes, science supports this, and yet you don't hear about it. And because that, that to me would be one of the practical arguments that would elevate the importance of family and specifically traditional family as, you know, key, uh, even on a secular level, you know, even just economically. I mean, another one of the things I learned late in life um, is, is what I believe has been proven many times over, the correlation uh, between, you know, increasing crime, increasing drug use, increasing, you know, sexual activity outside of marriages, unwanted pregnancies, abortions, STDs, increasing suicides, increasing poverty, the correlation between all that and the breakdown of the family. And and then why people aren't more just up in arms about this, because this is what's wrong with society, as everybody wants to talk about. Right. But the, the issue, though, with, with all that and in continuing that thought is I find this, and I see this on a global scale, is it, it's the allurement of, of, of the world. It's the, uh, as John Paul used to talk about with young adults, it's the glitter of the world that seems so attractive, but it's all a deception. You know, I can amass great fortune. It will pass. I can build a magnificent home and enjoy it. It will pass. All these things that we are clinging to are transitory. And it goes back to the vision that we started talking about earlier, in that if I see the vision of my humanity as one that is called into eternal life with a heavenly Father, and that I, by virtue of the grace that he gives me to live in accordance with his holy will, assures me you know, of that blessed hope and, and that salvation won for me through the blood of Christ upon the wood of the cross, is, is what gives me that assurance and that direction of my life. But if my vision is my, my portfolio, if my vision is the amount of cars that I amass and the house and the power and the positions and the social status, then all of that is in vain. And our Lord even answers that. He says, what if I gain the whole world? I say, Paul, gain the whole world, but I have not love. You know, and this whole idea of I, I gain nothing. I, you know, John's gospel, you know, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, it's, it, it's interesting that the, the world is filled, and I, I see this in the faces of people. And as you said, you know, I travel a lot. I'm, I spend most of my, my year in an airport and on airplanes. And, and, I, and, and this observance of people, 
people. And, you know, it's the unhappiness. They have many things, but people are just, they, they walk with their heads down. They, there's no smile. There's no joy. You try interacting with people, and, and, and it's very difficult. But, you know, I was raised in a very large family in South Louisiana that the church was the center of our life. You know, our faith was important. Our family was vital to each other in uh, our values. You know, um, and I, I count my blessings to, to, uh, to Almighty God for the, for the, the privilege in, in, of being uh, born into a family where that stability was present. You know, when so many, unfortunately, are not given that opportunity and they struggle a little more so than I had, than I had as a youth. And, but, you know, my grandfathers and, and my parents taught us values and, and gospel values, good core Christian values. And, you know, it's, and these all came from that first school. And, you know, just one example of that would be, you know, my, my dad's dad was one of 13 children. My, uh-huh. my dad is one of 17 children. Okay. <laughs> so I, we come from a very, very large family yeah. and, you know, we had a large field of, of, of crops and cattle. And my grandfather, especially during the summertime would say, okay, all you, all the boys, you're coming with me. We, we have work to do. And from building fences and uh, uh, digging furrows and digging out potatoes, you name whatever it was. And I can remember, how, I mean, sacks after sacks after sacks of potatoes. And, and my grandfather said, now, I want you to take those potatoes and bring them to, and he would name families. And, and he'd give them away. Wow. And and I know what he was doing, and of course, as an arrogant little child, you're thinking and teenager, God, you know, it's my back that's been bent over those rows all day long. I'm the one that's got more mud on him than the, than the mud on the ground, and you want me to do what? And but you know, and after he gives you a good slap across the head, what he was teaching one was work, the value of working, toiling, you know, for what you what you have what you have in front of you, being grateful and sharing, an act of charity. How many of the families in our neighborhoods didn't right. have land to grow and had large families and maybe you know didn't have the ability to to buy th- these kind of things of fresh vegetables, but he would give them away. Those values have stayed with me tremendously stayed with me and and I know that where I am today is attributed to those kind of school moments that didn't happen in the academic world that happened in the home. Yeah, as you said, the first school, the first government, the first hospital, it's where you learn those basic values and they're just driven into you, sometimes painfully, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but very effectively. And I wonder, too, I, I think as you're saying this, um, that some of the uh, anti-family attitude, I, I, and I, I guess I've encountered this, too, uh, it often stems from resentment uh, from people who grew up in not very good families and I mean, I can understand that. You know, they see these happy families or these apparently very happy families and they, they resent it, you know, and they, they want to sometimes that resentment makes you want to just rip things apart. And um, I think that's kind of behind some of this, too. Um, I, once again, I hear the music. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Father Shannon Bouquet on Men of Christ Radio, 88.5 FM, right after this. This is Joe Scheidler in Chicago. Want to learn some Latin? Well, here are three simple words that say it all. Ora et labora. That's the motto of the Benedictines, and that means pray and work. Pray for the 4,000 babies who will be cruelly killed in legal abortions today in American cities alone. 
but also work to end abortion. Pray and work. How do you work? Well, come out to an abortion clinic near you. Pray there, but also talk to the women going in. Offer them help. If you want to know how, give us a call. We're the Pro-Life Action League in Chicago. Call us at 773-777-2900. That's 773-777-2900. Or contact us at prolifeaction.org. What kind of shape is your soul in? I'm inviting you to consider making a weekend of spiritual exercise. We're talking a retreat with the Lord, prayer, meditation, quiet, and beautiful Barrington at the Bellarmine Jesuit Retreat House. Come check out the possibilities at JesuitRetreat.org. That's J-E-S-U-I-T Retreat.org. Come to the quiet so the quiet can come to you. back on Men of Christ Radio on WSFI Radio, Catholic Radio. And again, thanks to our sponsors, Catholic Financial Life, for making all of this possible. Uh, we're talking with Father Shannon Bouquet of Human Life International. He's the president of Human Life International, particularly talking about an article he wrote, Why Fatima Matters in the Battle for Life and Family. Uh, in which uh, we've learned that um, Our Lady told Sister Lucia and the other children who uh, were witnessing her that um, the battle for marriage and family would be it is the the the, the final battle the, the the moral battle and certainly is the battle of our time um it, interesting to me father you mentioned earlier that uh father paul marx who was basically the, the founder of human life international um in, in 1968 he was he, if i heard you right he was particularly inspired by uh pope paul the sixth's humana vitae and and the um the predictions of what would become of the relationship between men and women and family and marriage uh, and sexual behavior. Uh, he basically predicted what what would happen with the introduction of easy access contraception. Is that what Correct. got Father Marx going? Absolutely. You know, and, and just, uh, and, you know, watching that descent from from church teaching begin to find uh, root. And, and so, yeah, that's definitely what prompted him to get involved. Well, and that, that, that's so powerful. And um, again, as I became aware of Humana Vitae and what Pope Paul uh, said in 1968, and how it's 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 like reading a newspaper now. You know, it's it's this it's all happening just as he said. So true prophecy uh, there. And uh, actually, so next year will be the 50th anniversary of that one. So I wonder if there'll be big events around that. I hope so because it'll be a really good way to kind of re-enter that debate. Right. Uh, it, it, still is a, it still is a document, Brian, that's so misunderstood, misquoted, misinterpreted, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in, in working, you know, with people, uh, you know, like I said, from, from, from within the church, you know, to, to lay leaders and even in the secular, you ask people, you know, they'll, they'll speak ill of it, but you ask them, have you read it? Mm-hmm. And most people have never read the document, you know, so they have no understanding of what the, the, the encyclical on human life really is about. And, right. and, and so it's very, it's very tragic. And, you know, and so that's why, you know, uh, through Catholic radio, through the various uh, apologetics and various teaching uh, tools that are at our disposal, it's, it's, I think it's our obligation as leaders 
to enter into the conversation, to, to provide opportunity to expose the faithful to a greater appreciation of, of, of church teaching, you know, on the dignity of, of life and the dignity of marriage and the proper ends and goals of marriage. Right. And exactly that document and so many others in the, in the catechism and other uh, church documents are so it's it's so beautiful, so inspiring uh, as they talk about, you know, family and marriage and sexuality even. And, you know, people have this stereotypical view of how the church stands on these things. Well, no, you, you really got to read these things. I mean, they're they're uplifting for everybody, wherever you're at. You know, it's it's uh, very powerful, um, which actually uh in, in your article, you say, um, uh, and I have found this to be true, but I'll just quote here. It says, we also know that the attacks against God's divine plan for marriage and the family do not come only from outside the church, but also come from within. And I've experienced that with, a, you know, many, I guess I would call them so-called social justice Catholics. And they, they see the upholding of the traditional family is a form of bigotry and hatred and therefore you shouldn't say this you know you shouldn't defend these things and I, 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 how do we deal with that kind of thing yeah again i think we you know first of all you know we when teaching people how to debate you know the first thing is don't get caught up in the person's uh so-called logic and so basically you know the church is teaching has been consistent on this and and will and will continue you know beyond me and beyond you and and why because the truth is eternal truth doesn't change truth doesn't have an expiration date and so just because the world doesn't want this truth doesn't change the truth it right. means the world's rejected it so we just have to be very articulate and very patient as we confront dissent as we confront those who are trying to cause ambiguity or confusion within church teaching and just continue to pull back to the church teaching continue to pull back to what the church authentically says about these issues so what does the catechism teach what does the magisterium teach what do the you know the various encyclicals and apostolic exhortations and the various documents what do they say and 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 let's 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 deal with them so because people love to try to misguide or take take us away from the from the core so they they love to give it a reason so for example with a with a with an issue of abortion well what about if a chi- if a, per- a child is conceived in a broken situation the dad is abusive or there's drug addictions i mean would would you want a child to come up in such a horrible environment so they want to try to move the conversation to 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 an issue that they themselves have have embraced our obligation is to is to come back to the single truth that says it doesn't matter how that little life has come into being that little life has every right to life as any other person has so we we keep returning people back to that to that single truth and and the same thing with regard to marriage the world is going to attempt to to try to give different definitions of marriage but there is no other marriage marriage is what god has created and this is what we even myself at times and i got to catch myself in a in a in an attempt to react to what the world is presenting we use the language traditional marriage well we know what we mean by that, our natural marriage, but what we mean by that is we're trying to deal with the world, but there's only marriage, right, man right. and woman. There is right. no traditional marriage. There is no, there is a traditional marriage. There is a natural marriage, but it's the right. idea that we're, we're trying to deal with language and it's getting us caught in the, in, in the world. There is only 
marriage and and so in, in between man and woman and so we just got to keep pulling that back you know and that's what's great about catholic radio that you brian and, and the audience and others involved in this great uh, apostolic work is, is has an influence that thousands upon thousands of people in their cars in their homes you know have an opportunity to hear the good news to hear the truth and then be able to respond and that's where the, the kicker is really because it's a matter okay what do i do with this knowledge now and yeah. so that's where the real transformation occurs and that's where the church you know as i said in the article too in other articles as well we have to do a better job of accompanying our families you know and and we have done uh, in a way and i say this with you know with humility that the church in many ways has done a very poor job in walking with our families and we've taken a lot for granted the generation of my my grandparents is gone and and you know in the culture that was influencing them sadly is gone and in a way christendom is not dead but it's been so relegated to the sidelines that the culture that our families are being influenced by is not Christendom. It's being influenced by secularism. And so the church, we we took this for granted, and we allowed too many things to occur. Now we're trying to catch back, and we're fighting uphill. And it's a real battle. It's a tremendous, and sadly, it's coming even sadly, Brian, as you said, even from within. We have members within the church who are misteaching, uh, either purposely or because they themselves are ignorant of the church teaching, or they have rejected the church teaching. And this is this is a tragedy and scandal to the body of Christ. And 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 this we have to, and I, we challenge this on a global scale as well. <laughs> Now, uh, I think we're coming up towards the end here, so I, I want to, um, before we go, have you uh, give us a blessing. But I have uh, one more question. You, you kind of touched on this before, but um, we're men of Christ, right? So we're mostly husbands and fathers. What should we do uh, in light of this whole issue, um, both personally and out in the world? What can we do? What, what, how, what should we do in reaction to all this? What I, what I would say to my brothers is, what I mentioned earlier, is we as men of God must work on with Christ in cooperation with Christ through the sacraments on our individual personal holiness. And our holiness and the desire for holiness will be the very uh, fulcrum, the very instrument that God will use to sharpen that blade, to refine us, to truly mold us into what what would be guided by his wisdom so that we can then enter into our family responsibilities, whether as priest in the sacrament of holy orders or as priest of your family, as married man and father, that is this holiness. And then, then from that point, seeking through good confessions, going to, the, uh, to a good spiritual director, availing oneself to the spiritual uh, writers of the church and, and, and the great saints, the great wonderful gifts that we have in the treasuries of our devotions, is diving deep. So my, what I would say is, in the words of Jesus, put out into the deep. We have to dive deeper into the heart of Christ. And that, in turn, will be the, the fruit that God will use to produce more fruit, 
holy husbands to love their wives with all of their heart, mind, and strength, to guide their children with their wife in that complementarity of love, in that wonderful union where God will build and cultivate and sustain a culture of life that that will, will give to their children something more beautiful for the next generation. So this is our task. This is our work in the church. We have to step into that. We have to be aggressively engaged in this conversation with our families. So this is very, very important. Absolutely. Well, just absolutely beautiful, uh, Father. Thank you so much. And um, I want to uh, once again put out your, your website out there, hli.org, humanlifeinternational.org. Uh, folks, if you go there, there's all kinds of excellent information on uh, what Human Life International is doing and many of their materials, their teachings. Uh, Father's blog, other blogs are up there. You can get email uh, directly into your inbox uh, right from them. And it's very illuminating stuff, very powerful. Powerful stuff, as you've just been hearing for this uh, past hour on uh, Men of Christ Radio. And Father is a very busy man. Where you're in Virginia now? Where where are you off to after this, Father? Yeah, our headquarters is in, in Front Row, Virginia, and I'm preparing to leave for uh, Dar es Salaam for our English-speaking regional conference in Africa, and then uh, then off to the Philippines, uh, and then uh, so quite a, quite a bit of travel. I still have about 10 international trips this year before the end of the year, so <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord has made me a missionary, and I'm very grateful. No, that's amazing and beautiful. I greatly appreciate it, and I, I wonder if you would quickly uh, give us a, a quick blessing, Father, before you go. We'd love that. Absolutely. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you and our audience and all those in Christ, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Shannon Bouquet, and God bless you in your travels, and uh, thanks for joining us. I'm in a Christ Radio. listening to Men of Christ Radio on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio. For more information on this or any other radio program, visit wsfiradio.org or email info at wsfiradio.org. To learn more about the Men of Christ, visit menofchrist.net. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Steve Angrisano. I think Catholic Radio is so important to the culture of our communities and our church because really, uh, I know in my own family, we listen to Catholic Radio in the car with the kids. It brings up things that we can talk about. It allows our faith to be not just a Sunday faith, but an everyday faith. And I think that's so important. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated.
Virgo Maria. 